Today we're looking at The Nightmare Before Christmas, a 1993 stop-motion animated musical directed by Henry Selleck and produced and conceived by Tim Burton. The story originated in a poem written by Burton in 1982 while he was working as an animator at Disney. It tells the story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, who stumbles through a portal to Christmas Town and becomes obsessed with celebrating the holiday. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between. Uh, welcome back to the Christmas and Chill podcast. Um, you're here this evening with a full cast. Um, been a couple of days, but it's exciting to have everyone here. How are we all this evening? Good, good. good. <laughs> that was a chorus of good. Actually, no, I'm not good. I'm not good. Why are you not good? I need to address something, everyone. Um, oh, no. It's a bit of an elephant in the room. Um. Josh on the podcast yesterday um, acted very inappropriately. Um, it was something that he actually didn't say, and um, I'm quite mad at him. We've had some powwows. We've had a talk about it. Um, he didn't make a COVID joke yesterday. <gasps> oh. um, I just realised. Oh my He gosh, really Josh. dropped the no. ball, and so I've had to pull him up. I let it. everyone down. Yeah. Um, did you want to make an apology now, Josh, or? Nah. <laughs> no, no, we deserve an apology. No, all right, okay, all right. Um, to our faithful listeners, um, I am sorry that um, I didn't make a, a movie reference to COVID-19. I will try and do better moving <laughs> forward. Um, but, you know, these things, it's it's hard sometimes and, you know, you forget, you live and you learn, but that's okay. We'll get there together. That felt sincere. Thank you so much. Um, tonight, it was exciting. We watched The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, the first and only Halloween Christmas movie on our list. Um, I'll ask the general gang, what did we think of the movie, guys? Pretty good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. The best. We've all seen the movie before. Uh, no, I haven't seen the movie, I don't think. Ah, right. Okay, well, well let, let me start with you then, Amy. What did you think of the movie? <laughs> you walked um, into that one. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Like, it was it was kind of cool having, like, I guess two, uh, two, like, holidays, if you want to call it, even though Halloween's not really celebrated here, um, in... One movie, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's, I guess, let's let's address one of the big, I guess, um, strengths of the movie: the animation style. Mm. So this is kind of the first stop motion movie that we've come across on this list. What do we think of the animation style, guys? Do we like it? I loved it. I think it also helps that. This was a movie created by Tim Burton. So you can... If if anybody has seen any Tim Burton movies, he's done Edward's Hands, Beetlejuice. I um, feel like it's impossible yeah. to be on planet Earth and not know who Tim Burton mm. is. Yeah, but point. some people... Like, nowadays, if you're, like, getting into movies and stuff, you don't really see much of his work. But he's got a very distinct style, and especially in the 90s to the early... Like, end of the 80s to the early 2000s, his 
you know, he was one of those directors that you, when you saw it, you knew immediately, oh, that's Tim Burton, because he's kind of weird and wacky and kind of gothic. It's weird, yeah, but the animation style is, like, fantastic, and I don't think you could do this movie any other way besides doing it in animation, to be honest. What do you think, Maddie? What do you think of the animation style? I'm a big fan of uh, The Corpse's Bride, so it's quite similar. Mm. Um, I'm a big sucker for animation, like stop motion. Chicken Run's my favourite movie ever, so <laughs> any stop motion, clay motion I'm in. Yeah, I do enjoy it. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to enjoy when I'm not the biggest Tim Burton fan, though. <laughs> Oh, that's right. mm. Tim, he definitely has a, has a distinct style, does he? And I always equate Tim Burton and Baz Luhrmann together in my head because they're two directors who, who direct to a very particular style, but don't like to alleviate from that yeah. style. Wes Anderson is very similar. There's a lot of directors who are very known for their style, and because they have the freedom to do whatever they want, they can just go with it. And it's Tim Burton being one of those weird. And I genuinely say weird because he was, when he started out, he was one of those unusual characters. Like, he worked at Disney, and one of the first things people said about him was he was a weird guy. So, I don't know. Yeah, he's just one of those creators that is very distinct. So Yeah, definitely. I meant that he was problematic, not about his uh, animation style, but that's all right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, personal. Yeah, that too. Yeah, very true. Um, this movie, there's not a whole bunch of dialogue. Um, it's, it's a very, musical. It's pretty much a musical. Amy, being this is the first time that you've watched this movie, what did you think of the fact that it was pretty much all singing? I actually liked it, to be honest. And also, like, I guess it, it because it wasn't all based on Christmas, it, was a com- it wasn't all Christmas music either, which is maybe a nice change from what we've been listening to the the last like 11 or 12 days or whatever oh my god there was singing in this movie guys wow Wow. (laughs) also a fun fact about the movie so the movie was direct uh, the music was made by danny elfman who did who's done basically all the tim burton stuff but he actually sings as jack skellington in the movie so he's jack skellington's singing voice and um there's a couple of other like actresses, the actors and actresses that are in this. They're in actually some of our other Christmas movies. It's yes, I, I was gonna point this yeah. out. Catherine O'Hara, who plays the mum in Home Alone, is also Sally, and she is winning the Christmas movie like oh ranking. She's in three now, so she's the queen of Christmas. Oh, our <laughs> own Moira Rose, Christmas queen. I mean, <laughs> actually, Miss Bebe. Actually, to be honest, I'm probably... I was just going to say, like, she's beaten Will Ferrell, but then actually thinking about it's better. <laughs> wow, that's, that's harsh. Uh, I have a fun fact for Luke, actually, because um, you were just mentioning Danny Elfman. Did you know he did all the music for Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, really? Yep. That, I don't know that's how I feel about that, though. He did the Fifty Shades of Grey like music, and he's also the composer of the Simpsons theme song. That's called it's versatility, weird. my friends. He's, yeah, he's got an unusual thing. But yeah, another famous actor that was in this was I didn't realize the guy who voiced Jack Skellington actually was Prince Humperdinck from um, the Princess Bride. 
Like, there's a yes, lot sir. of actresses and actors who have got very distinct voices. Like, Patrick Stewart is actually doing the narration at the start and the end of the movie, which I didn't realize until I, like, looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So there's just a lot of, like... Yeah, a lot of people in this that is kind of cool, so... Well, look, speaking of Danny Elfman, I, th- I figure we might as well land on him for a moment because um, definitely Danny Elfman is, has composed the, the music for the film and, and I guess by doing so has basically written the movie in essence, considering it was pretty much um, all singing. If, if somebody else had gone through and composed the movie, do you think it would be as good as it, as it is? I couldn't see it, but that's also because for me as someone who has watched this film probably over a hundred times and for about 16 years of my life, this was watched every single Christmas Eve in my family. This is like, I couldn't imagine this being done another way. And I think it kind of, it's good that it's so distinct because if it was done, if it could be imitated in a different way, world I think it would lose the magic of the movie like it wouldn't have the same like there's a lot of Christmas songs that are good but because they get played in so many different ways sometimes the magic of the song kind of disappears or at least feels a little cheaper than normal but with this one like there's some of the like we've seen in some of the um movies we've watched so far there are certain songs that come up and we like, we hear them, and like, oh, that's a really, really good song, and it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like carols, and sometimes carols can be a bit, sort of, you know, bit samey. But with, but with this, because the music is so distinct, and so to its story, um, yeah, it, it works really well for what it's trying to convey, so. So, Amy, we should just go off and start our own podcast, because, um, Oh, wait, did you just say we should start our own podcast, Maddie? Yeah. Well, I, I said tomorrow night's just going to be me sitting there saying nothing probably because <laughs> Luke's going to be there and Josh is going to be there. So, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> hey, we talked about Brilliant. Hey, I haven't been Brilliant. on an episode for three – I haven't been on three episodes. I've been in probably a quarter of the episodes so far. I can have at least some time to chat. It's a bloody quarter too much, if yeah. you ask me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, I'm going to see myself out if I'm not wanted. Uh, all right. Amy, I've got a question for you. <laughs> yes. Take that, Amy. <laughs> That's right. You, you ask and you shall receive. Um, <laughs> considering this was a Halloween-themed movie, how Christmassy uh, do you think you this movie is? Considering question. you're the Christmas expert. What do you think, Amy? And also an occupational therapy expert. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yes, Christmas so what's a slash OT. In this movie? The Christmas <laughs> OT. All right, no, let's focus on that. What did you think of the doctor from an OT standpoint? <laughs> I mean, I thought um, his wheelchair was pretty cool, like the way he could like move it around and stuff. They gave him a ramp in the in the hall. Yeah, that's getting, really good. Was, like there was like yeah. no stairs in the house. He was able to Quite access it. That reduced his habits. Yeah. What do, what do you think about the fact that he could open up his brain? <laughs> he gave his... I wish I, I could mean, do that's that a so bit I could advanced. take my fucking brain. He did also give half his brain to his wife, which I don't know if that's going to lose a bit of his short-term memory, but... I mean, if we could all do what he could do, then 
I think we've pretty much. How found... long do you think he'd have to rehab? <laughs> It'd be a long time. <laughs> but like, I mean, as in, like, if we didn't, if if we could just do it and be fine, then that just saves the world. Like, there would be no more issues with stroke and all that stuff because you could just open people's brains and we'd all be fine. So we should look into that, Amy. A, so we just have to be a mad scientist making somebody else as in our vision, and that's the only way we can get rid of any diseases on the world. <laughs> I like it. But also, how Christmassy is this movie, Amy? <laughs> um, okay, so I think it is Christmassy, but I wouldn't say it's as Christmassy as other movies we've watched. Like there's been, there was themes of Christmas popping up, but I think because the Halloween aspect was in there, a lot of the time it also, I feel like, overtook the Christmas vibe. Like you could tell that it was at, it was Christmas and he was being Santa and all that, but I think because um, he was a skeleton and like he was supposed to be for Halloween, I feel like that took away from the Christmassy feeling. I'm not saying it's not a Christmas movie because I think it is, but it because of the Halloween theme, it took away, for me anyway, the feeling of Christmas, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, fair enough. That that does make sense. That's actually quite mm. interesting. Um, Maddie, what do, you, what do you think? Do you think it's Christmassy? Um, it's interesting compared to a lot of the other movies we've watched that have similar traits similar tropes um, within Christmas movies. I wouldn't say it follows all the Christmas tropes. Like there's not a lot of, you know, family aspect. They've got the love aspect, of course. Um, They've got the kind of redemption arc with Jack, I guess. I'd be interested to hear what Luke has to say about that. Um, But, yes, it does have themes themes of Christmas. So I'd class it as a Christmas movie, but you could also watch it at Halloween. Yeah. Like it's interchangeable, I reckon. And a lot of people watch it mm. at Halloween. And also like, I don't Rather know. Rather than Christmas. Yeah. And also like on Disney Plus, the next movie that was suggested was a Halloween movie. So that's ah, because it's in the title though. Interesting. Oh no, Nightmare Before Christmas. There's no Halloween in yeah, the Yeah, no, actually you're right. It came up with like Hocus Pocus Yeah, or something that's same end, for I us think. as well. But that's also because Hocus Pocus came out the same year or around the same time. So it's the same type of, like, it came out, I think, in 93 or something like that. And it it has themes of Halloween, so that's why. And there's a lot more Halloween movies than there is Christmas movies on the site, I would imagine. I don't know. I have to look at it. Yeah, no, it's an interesting question. I think it's interesting. I I think it is Christmassy. I think it's... Um, it certainly has a lot of the like, like this movie explores what the idea of Christmas is. Um, I think, especially with Jack doing all his experiments in his lab and trying to figure out what Christmas is, and you know, trying to break down in a scientific matter how can I figure out what Christmas is until he realizes that it's all about belief. Um, so, do you think he has a redemption arc? Well, he does, but it's not a Christmas redemption arc. It's a Halloween redemption arc because at the end he realises that he needs to be himself and who he is is the Pumpkin King. So I think he does have a redemption arc but in like a reverse Christmas way and that he realises that Christmas was the catalyst to realise that he is really the king of Halloween. 
Does that make sense? Oh, that's pretty yeah, confusing. I, I, I agree <laughs> with you, Josh. It's, I think for him, it's more... He has, he's essentially having an existential crisis. Like, he has the point where he, he's fed up with Halloween. Like, he's fed up with the idea of being, being the Pumpkin King. Which, for him, it gives him a lot of joy, as you can see in the first song. But when he goes and finds Christmas, I think it gives him this warped... It gives him this warped idea of what Christmas actually is. And he doesn't understand what the meaning of Christmas is until right at the end where it's more about the belief, it's about the joy. He understands the... And the interesting thing about his character, he understands the joy. He understands a lot of what people would... If you showed them a Christmas movie, they could understand all of the, as Maddie would say, the tropes of Christmas, but they're not... Like, he's not understanding the meaning behind that, which is really interesting for him. Yeah, Definitely. Well, um, I have a question about that then. So, like, when he gives all the presents and they're all, like, spooky toys, is that because the Halloween town folks don't know how to do Christmas? Like, they don't understand the joy of Christmas or they're just used to being spooky, so that's what they've done? Because I was confused that if they'd done it on purpose or not. No, he wanted to be... He wanted to do the same thing as what Santa does with Christmas, but because... He's so his his town and him are so entrenched in Halloween. It came it came out as scary. So really, it kind of it's weird. It kind of showed that he was truly scary. Like he still had the the passion and he still had everything. He just needed a different perspective in order to see he actually is truly the person that he actually or skeleton that he actually is. So I think it's more he's misguided about the whole the whole adventure and then he realizes at the end it's more like he's humbled into becoming in, into looking inside and seeing what he actually is. So in other words, it's like in a normal Christmas or I don't want to say normal Christmas movie, but in another Christmas movie, Christmas is what makes the person I mean, it's like they use Christmas to realise what the meaning of Christmas is, whereas with this movie it's like they use Christmas to change, to make him realise that he's actually Halloween, not Christmas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that he they reverse it. Yeah, and he can't take over someone else's holiday just because he's upset with himself because that's what he does. He takes away all the Christmassy stuff in order to enact his dream which he believes is a is chris well halloween christmas pretty much i have a question for amy and josh and luke whoever wants to answer um they didn't like usually when we watch a christmas movie they talk about the north pole but where santa comes from it's christmas town what did you think about that i love it i think it's great i think it works really well in the worlds that it inhabits like all of the Halloween, like we saw the Easter Bunny, like that was. I like the fact that this is a world where holidays can interact with each other, which could, if they could make a sequel, would be really interesting to see them jump between the different worlds and meet all of the different people from those worlds. I read that he was going to do a sequel exactly like mm. that about yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that would be fantastic. It'd be weird. What do you think, Amy? <laughs> No North Pole, only elves in Christmas Town. I mean, I don't mind it. Like, it's not. 
it's something different because like as we've noticed throughout these this whole time the the stories are all kind of the same so I guess having this movie where there's no North Pole and all that it's like something new and different yeah definitely um let's let's talk about I guess the villain of the movie Oogie Boogie uh oh you can't that's it's actually quite an offensive term. <laughs> well, yeah, look, look, it is. Um, no, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say he has the best song in the whole movie. He's like kind of jazzy, like talking to Santa and trying it. I don't know. Admittedly, he is kind of written in there as they needed a kind of bad guy to foil. But like it would be it was really interesting to see basically the the creature that could scare people from under their beds talking to Santa Claus. It was kind of weird and interesting, but his song is the best song in the whole movie by far. (laughs) Can I ask another question? Mm -hmm. Why was the only person of colour voice the bad guy? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. See, I, I also agree that I think Oogie Boogie's got the best song. But you're right, it is very, perhaps it's a product of its time. Yeah. I kind of thought that the whole gambling kind of scene was a bit New Orleans-ish. Mm. Um, and given the style of music that they wrote for Oogie Boogie, that that would explain kind of why he's, I guess, depicted as a person of colour. Mm. But you're not wrong. It is interesting that that the only, I guess, yeah, the only person of colour in the movie is the is the bad guy. Mm. But that, but mm. a lot of the that it's weird because he's got such a good voice that I don't know if that's really that they stereotyped him into that role because maybe the actor is of color, or it's just he's just got a great voice and you know it works with the gambling theme and yeah I don't know it could depending on what it is. I personally wouldn't think so, but I might also might be wrong. I don't know. Tim Burton. I don't know any of the other people who were in it, so... No, it's interesting. I mean, um, most of the villains in Tim Burton movies are people of colour, but let's talk about something else! <laughs> if if we were people from the movie, who would we be? Okay, hands down Joshua Jack Skellington because you're tall I, and lanky. Well, I was also going to say Josh would be also the type of person that would start with a project and only finish when he finds any humility. <laughs> I yeah, think, it's like, true. You are when you get into a project, you're just a hundred percent going for that project. You're not stopping until it's completed. That's why. Also, has an existential crisis every other day. Um, <laughs> he, there was a line that was like, um, "Now that I dead, I can take off my head and perform Shakespearean quotations." And I was like, Psych- "That's Josh." Yeah. <laughs> no animal, no man can scream like a can, like a fu- the fury of my recitations. I know this. I know this movie back to front, I so I know all the. <laughs> it's kind of sad to be honest. Um, who would you? Who else? Who would be who? All right. So if I'm Jack, who else would be who? I would be the mayor. I think I'd be oh, the mayor. I was going to say you're the mayor. I was going to say he also has my. Fa- he also has my favorite line in the movie, where he's where he's he's knocking on Jack's door. And he's like, Jack, please, I'm only an elected official. I can't make decisions <laughs> I can't by make myself. Decisions. <laughs> I was just, like. I think I'm him more because, like, 
I'm I can be quite joyful and all that sort of stuff, but that the anxiety and the anger can switch on a moment's notice sometimes. So it's sort of like yeah, relatable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm all right being him. He's got a good voice. He's a cool character. Why not? <laughs> I like it. Who would Amy? You're zero. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay with being zero? There's not <laughs> too many female characters, so. The, I can, dogs um, are always the best character. Zero is pretty good. Who would you be, Maddie? I don't know. Are you Sally? Because like you I want, I want to say Sally, but I don't want to be so at myself. Like, yeah, I'm totally Sally. I also had a really dark joke that Josh wouldn't allow me to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to say it. <laughs> um, because I, I'm pining over Josh. That's the only reason I would be Sally. <laughs> well, that got awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Right, that's 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 good. Um, do, do you think that? So wow, at the I'm just going to cut that entire part out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Like at the end, at the end, when it started snowing for the first time in Halloween Town, and it, and kind of everyone else starts singing, "What's this?" Do you think, given the fact that Halloween Town has never seen a snowstorm before, and the temperature would have dropped oh, suddenly? No. Um, that everyone in Halloween Town would therefore be more susceptible to COVID. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. That there we was go. so no. That was I, too easy. I have, that was too easy. You got to make it more subtle, mate. I have a fun fact actually about the scene. You know when the vampires are playing. Oh, I thought you were going to say a fun fact about COVID. I was like, well, no, that's no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one because. We were watching the movie and I saw it and I'm like, wait, that's not right. Because I've watched the VHS of this so many times. They actually cut out... So when they're playing hockey on the ice and they hit the pumpkin, it's actually supposed to be Tim Burton's head. Like, it's actually... Like, they play with his head and they hit it. But obviously because, like, I've noticed that there are some things in the, the movie that we watched tonight are a little different than when I remember them as a kid. But that might be just because it's been redone and... Re-up and basically recreated for on online services. But yeah, yes, I would agree with you, Josh. I think they would be more susceptible to COVID. Also, a lot of them are like monsters and sickly. But, so. but also, <laughs> at the same time, they're all like, I mean, one guy can bloody take his head off and take his brain out. So do you really think that... Given that they're all dead, um, can they catch yeah. COVID? No, the, the clown could because he takes his face off. So COVID doesn't discriminate, guys. <laughs> yeah, but if you're already dead, then it doesn't need to attack you to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> but then if he sees someone else, then he's going to spread the COVID because he doesn't know he's got it. Oh, uh, love it. Maddie, right. I think it's time for your segment. Yes, yes, it is. But I'm mixing it up tonight, okay? Now, I want how many Christmas hats you give this out of 10, but I want you to sum it up with the amount of hats you give it. So, like, if I give it seven hats out of 10, you can only have seven words to describe how much you liked the movie. So I think I'm going to go Luke first because he's quick on his feet. (laughs) How many Christmas hats would you give it out of 10? He's thinking. He's counting. <laughs> He's counting the words. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah. If anybody else has it, they can go. I'm trying to count. For, for audio listeners, I'm actually physically counting on my fingers so I can make my actual, my thing. I've got it. I've got it. 
Yes, Josh, how many Christmas hats out of ten? I give this a seven because good. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like you can say how many and then your words. Oh, okay. oh you didn't tell me that. I, I was including well, that in the count. that's how I was trying. No, no, no. So say I will um, – I'm also going to give it a seven. It was a very good film, yes. <laughs> 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 Luke, have you got yours? This is one of my favourites of all time. The best. <laughs> that's 11. <laughs> that's uh, 11 out of 10. You that's 11. First. This, yeah, this is like one of the... When I was looking through... I think Josh, you had posted the um, the top five list. I think it was this is like a cu- about a couple of days ago. And I was like, I know it's number one. To describe it as you could, I know it's number one. Describing with more words, I had to make it number one. So it's eleven out of ten for me. You just said a lot more than eleven words, Amy. Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. I think I'm going to go seven. Yep. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It was really, really good. Oh no! I ran out of words. More Christmas. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I was going to say maybe more Christmas, but that ended up being eight, and I was like, I'm, no, I'm going to give it a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. That oh, was nice. nice. Fantastic. You got a fun fact for oh, us, yes. love? Yes, my fun fact. Oh, no, no, wait, wait. We'll leave you to last. Josh, what's your fucking joke? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Um, oh, no. I thought of this, this like five minutes before the podcast. Um, and it's not good. And I apologise. Oh, no. um, uh, <laughs> what, um, what type of music do elves listen to? Elvis Presley. No, nah, that would be better than my answer. <laughs> <laughs> What's your answer then? Rap. Oh, I've heard that joke before. That's not your own joke. Oh, really? You're oh, a liar. I thought I made that up in my head. No, <laughs> you didn't. So, Maddie oh, sent me uh, sent us a message in our big group chat, and she said she asked if I wanted to do my own segment because everybody else had a segment. I have a segment. And oh, ready? Good yes. On that. I do, and this is, like, I ran into a bit of a problem because Amy's already got the fun facts. Josh has jokes, and Maddie has her... Real good jokes. ...has her, like, hats out of ten. So I was thinking... I mean, thinking, it's barely a segment, but I'm I wanted to make something really, really Christmassy, so I thought to myself, I'm going to get, get some rhetorical Christmas questions for everyone, just to just ask a couple of... Just ask a quest, Christmas question every year episode and see what you guys think all right yeah all right what's what's your question for the day Luke? all right so the first one it's a simple one everybody's probably got one is what is your best christmas christmas memory so what has been your best christmas memory <laughs> it doesn't have to be like super long or whatever it could be a short little story it could be whatever these sort of questions are going to be more rhetorical than anything else i'm just going to ask you a question and then get you to respond and and everyone can 
get in if they want or whatever it is. Luke, do you want to kick us off right. while we're thinking? Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite Christmas memories is I was in South America on a family trip. And one of the things that we, we didn't have any presents that year. But what we actually did was is that New Year's Eve, we started the walk um, on the, 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 Machu Picchu, the trek to Machu Picchu. And we went over this place called Dead Woman's Pass. And on Christmas Eve, we had gone over basically one of the hardest bits of the walk. And that night, we had had, basically, the Sherpas had bought this massive feast where we had chicken, peas, potatoes, just a whole banquet of food. And it's probably one of my favorite memories of just being with my family and a whole bunch of Sherpas and other hikers as well and just all eating this lovely, like, split pea soup and chicken. And, yeah, it's just... One of those memories I nice. think will just stay with me for the rest of my life. So, yeah. Nice. My favourite memory is when I got a ripstick for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bloody good Christmas memory, that is. Yeah. Can you still ride Fire. that ripstick? Doesn't compare to Machu Picchu and Sherpas, but it was a ripstick, so I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed a Christmas where now see all our Christmases like when we're growing up we're always themed with my with my aunt like one year we had Frida Kahlo Christmas where everyone dressed up as Frida Kahlo and then one year we all had 70s porn mustache Christmas where we all had to wear 70s porn like it's like that's such so it's my family thing so you're, you're, yeah oh that's cool I like that yeah so I, f- I feel like that's probably the main I don't think there's one I feel like we had lots of Christmases where we had a whole bunch of different themes so so I'm gonna go with that I think my, like, favourite Christmas memory, it's not really a particular, like, time or date or whatever, but it was. it's probably because I obviously used to live overseas in Asia and stuff. I think my favourite memory was just coming back home to Australia to spend time with my grandparents and just coming home. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. my... <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Good segment. I like that. Hmm. Yeah, I thought Good work. I thought that we we talk a lot about Christmas, but we don't talk about ourselves. We usually talk about the movie. So it'd be nice to, you know, see what see what we're like and all that sort of thing. So Amy, mate, do you do you have a fun fact for yes, us? Yes, I do. Okay. The biggest display of lights ever made is actually in Australia. So this person, this guy, he had one million 194,318 LEDs covering 3,865 square meters. And and he used his home, his name was David Richards, and he used his home to raise $20,000 for SIDS and Kids Act since 2000. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's amazing. Good on him. What a good guy. How long ago was this? Do you, do you know? I don't, I, well, it says since 2011, so I feel so like... Oh, so he's, he's still doing it, maybe? He's been doing it since then, I guess. That's cool. Wow. That's amazing. What a good guy. That's that's fantastic. Um, 
Um, we're going to jump into the mailbag, guys, before we wrap up for the day. And we do have an, a legitimate mailbag question, which is always nice. Um, this comes on the back of one of your fun facts from the other day, Amy. Oh. <laughs> um, so um, Rachel McKenzie is uh, written into us. Um, and I'll read out her question now. So she's saying, American listener here. What are Christmas crackers and Yay, paper hats? Girl, yes, thank you for replying. <laughs> let us educate you. So these are. Let me let me finish the question first. Is it a cracker you eat? What type Whoa. of paper that is the hat made out of? What's a lobster toy? What is this madness? <laughs> Tell the Americans more. Um, Rachel, I'm sure so Amy and Maddie you. will help you out. Okay, the way best to describe it. It's kind of like a little. Oh, I don't know how to explain it now. Well, they're <laughs> so also it's referred, like a, a Christmas cracker are also referred to as bonbons as well. So they're kind of like. Yes. Okay, Luke, did you a hear cylindrical... that America doesn't have Christmas crackers? Yeah, yeah, I listened to the episode. So, so they're a cylindrical shaped sort of cardboard thing, <laughs> and they've got two ends to them. So you hold one, and another person holds one. When you pull a like. Gunpowder sort of snap will appear. The person who has the biggest half of the Christmas cracker is the winner of the contents of the Christmas cracker, which can be filled with a joke, a paper crown, which goes around your head so you all sit at the table looking like kings and queens and, while you eat your turkey. And it's usually like, it's not like a, it's not like sturdy paper. It's like tissue paper. So yes. it's... It can break very easily. <laughs> That's why it's humiliating when you put one on your head and it rips in half. Because then, then, then you know the, you've got the yeah. fattest head. You're the only um, one then without a Christmas crown. And you're kind of like, I feel like I'm being left out here. <laughs> yes, definitely. And the toys that are usually inside are, are usually crap. Um, yeah. Usually someone will steal one if you've got a good one. You won't see that ever again. Um, a lobster toy is just a shitty piece of plastic shaped like a lobster, and it's apparently yeah. a toy. Sometimes you can get, like, a... I got one where it was, like, you can get compasses, you can get, like, paper... There's, like, kind of clips that you can get. Does, have, like, has any of you ever gotten the magic fish? Yes, the, the magic, magic fish. The fuck is a magic fish? Yeah, you put it's it like in the, a hand and it folds up. and Like, like a, depending on the heat of your hand, it will move magically. And, yeah. like, the, the folding of it determines something. Like, I can't remember what, what exactly kind of it is. Yeah. It's on, like, yeah, it says on the bit of paper, it's like, this is drugs. Yeah. What, what kind of like crackers are you <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, Luke, do you just say your Christmas crackers have drugs in them? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you no, just said? No, I did not say that. I do not condone Can I come to Christmas drugs. at your house? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was asking because you're yeah, saying I'm not about doing this that magical fish. I thought maybe maybe you guys were taking drugs and you were no, just it's having just, this, it's like this piece plastic- of fish. Plastic red fish. Yeah, it is. And yeah, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. You'll need to yeah. send me a video because I've never seen one of these before. It, right. You may, you may Christmas, get one this yeah. year, Luke. Ooh. Maybe yeah, in our Christmas true. crackers. For, for the... For, uh, sorry, I bought I some. Their name. They've got exciting things in them. I already looked at the pack. Yeah. They're, um, um, now, if Luke sends us in anything, we'll just put that right <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? You should like just do a do a po- like a montage of like 
a specific <laughs> word or something he said in all his other recordings. I've decided we're going to do a clip show one night. So I've put um, it. I've got lots of um, material about him talking about how cute Zoe Deschanel is. So we'll put that in right now. <laughs> This is bullying, and I do not appreciate this at all. Um, But to answer answer your question, Rachel, um, it's exploding craft that all Australians use on Christmas Day. And they're really cheap too. Actually, Rachel, I've heard that some people in America have them. So maybe they sell them. If they do, you should try find them and have them this year. And then let us know what they're like. Yeah. What do you think of They're also referred to as bonbons, which also might be the other word using for them. My my mum calls them bonbons. Didn't you say that just a moment ago? Yes, yes, he did. Yes, I did. But my, my <laughs> mum's oh, Canadian, okay. so it's sort of like she's had Yeah, them. because Canada's so. in the Commonwealth, so that would yeah, make know, sense that I they're doing that, but I would have thought that maybe Because they're originally was, from yeah. the UK. Oh, Okay. That's where they start. Yeah. He didn't listen to the podcast. Oh, so th- look, thank you so much for your, your question, Rachel. Thank you. Um, and look, if, if you're listening and you'd, you'd want to ask us a question or if you'd like to leave us a comment or, or just say g'day, um, you can do that a couple of different ways. Hit us up in our mailbag. That's mailbag.christmasandchill at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas and Chill Podcast. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Um, it doesn't matter what the number is that you give us, but I mean, also give us five. That'd be really good. Be really helpful. Um, what are we watching tomorrow night, guys? Nativity two. two. Oh, danger in the manger. It's good. That should be good. Um, but yes, uh, thank you so much for listening this evening, guys. Um, and we will we'll chat to you tomorrow. Wait, I have a last word. Okay, what's the word? Good night. <laughs> yeah, oh, good night. For fuck's sake, Maddie. It what is, the is fuck? It's almost like 11 p.m. That's, and this yeah. podcast has gone for 45 minutes, so we're shutting the fuck up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a great night. See you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Bye.